Hi, and welcome to Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. I'm one of your hosts, Jen. We invite you to grab your favorite piece of cake, a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us as we enjoy some unfiltered and real conversation. We both have a penchant for colorful discord, and we dabble in profanity like some artists dabble in oil pastels. Bear in mind that neither one of us claims any credentials whatsoever. The episode that you're about to hear is unfiltered and uncensored. Us just being ourselves. Discussing topics that interest us and topics that we think might interest you as well. So, listen with a grain of salt and at your own risk. Also, if you're under 18, you should leave now. Listener discretion is not only highly advised, but also highly recommended. This is Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. Over the last few months, I found a lot of clarity. Starting to really understand who I am and why I do what I do. It's so funny because we take we take ourselves for granted in a lot of ways. We don't question why we react this way or why we feel that way. But the truth is, you have control over all of that and everything is a choice. How you react is a choice. You are not a robot who is at the mercy of your emotions, even though you feel like you might be. So I've been a pretty reactive person my entire life. I'm very emotional, I'm emotionally driven, and I get loud when I'm upset or angry, and uh, I react pretty strongly. And over the past, I don't know, I don't know how long it's been, but I'm in therapy. And through therapy, I came to this epiphany that I have major anxiety and I never even knew it. And when I started to realize I had anxiety and then I went on anxiety medication and and before you turn the podcast off, thinking that, you know, someone with mental health problems doesn't apply to you. I really think that this is valuable for anybody. When I went on anxiety medication, it's like some of the alarm bells stopped going off and they had been ringing my entire existence. So to hear that calm, peaceful, quiet was something completely new and foreign to me. And it afforded me the ability to sort of separate some of my feelings and my emotions in a way that I was never able to before because I was in the thralls of fight or flight all the time and a good example of this like when you're in therapy it gives you a lot of opportunity to to do a lot of reflection and one of my main goals in going into therapy was to be a better mother I wanted to be a really good mom and I think I'm a good mom anyway but I think there's always room for improvement and so I started to dissect those parenting moments that I wasn't horribly proud of, terribly proud of. Um, I think that's a great place to start in the moments that make you uncomfortable or the moments that you, you regret your reaction or you regret your actions or your choices, though that's where to start. That's your starting point. So when the kids and I are in the car 
let me paint a picture for you. I have two children, a boy and a girl, who, just like siblings, fight constantly. They're either best friends or they're screaming at each other. So we're in the car. I'm driving. It's getting late, so it's starting to get dark, which is that sort of middle time when it's not really easy to see very well, especially for me because I have horrible vision. And it starts to rain, and we're in an area of town that I don't know terribly well, and we're trying to find our way somewhere. The GPS is freaking out. The radio's blasting. The kids are screaming. The heater's too too high. And I snap. And I start screaming at them. What just happened? It's the recipe for a perfect storm. And I can tell you that in that moment, I am not angry at them in any way, shape, or form. The way that I react, the way that I present is anger. When they hear me screaming, they're hurt and they take it that I'm angry with them. But here's what's really happening. All of that stimulus, all that stimulation, all of those sensory things have pushed my anxiety completely off the charts to the point that I'm ready to have an anxiety attack. And before I I started really self-reflecting, I didn't even realize what was actually happening. I didn't even stop to question it. And I was having these kind of reactions all the time throughout my life and to my kids and in other situations. I was losing my shit all the time. And I didn't even realize that I'm not an angry person and I almost never get angry. Like, almost never. I would say 90... I'm going to be fair and a little bit conservative and say 90% of the times that I sort of overreact, it's all based in anxiety and fear and worry. And so I really challenge you to reflect on the times when you're not terribly proud of yourself, the times that you wished you would handle things differently and take it apart and dissect it and look at it. Because I've realized that when I start to verbalize to my children, rather than screaming at them, obviously that's never gonna be a good plan. But when I verbalize to them, hey guys, I'm really overstimulated. I'm having major anxiety. I can't focus. I'm trying to drive. It's too much. Can you help me? It's a game changer. And I know I use those, I use the same phrases over and over, but I've just had so much amazing growth in my life and I want to share it with you because my life is so much better. When I start to feel like I'm ramping up, I stop and I ask myself, okay, what's too much? What's going on? And I can choose to take away some of the stimulus that's causing me to ramp up and causing me to have anxiety. And if I can't, so if it's things that are out of my control, what I can do is verbalize it and ask for help. And I know that's not something that adults do. It's not something that moms are proud to do is ask for help. But like if my kids are doing something risky and it makes me scared that they're going to get hurt, rather than screaming at them to stop, I can say, guys, that's a really dangerous activity. Can you, you know, I'm worried for you. I hate trampolines. I hate them. Millions of kids jump on them all the time and it's fine. 
but there's that one kid that falls and breaks his neck and it absolutely fills me with horror and terror that my kids are going to get hurt. And every time they've ever played on a trampoline at a friend's house and I was there, I was freaking out the whole time. And I would end up either having a major meltdown or I just had to leave and walk away and not watch because I just can't take it. And the basis for all of that is my fear that they're going to be killed. And it sounds extreme and ridiculous, but I can tell you that a lot of your reactions that are, you know, what I would call like over the limit. So once you've kind of arced up above losing control, once you've kind of crossed over that boundary or that border, there is a very real and very deep feeling that's got you going crazy. You know, women who, I can tell you one about my my own mother. So my dad was the sole breadwinner in that household. My parents had made the decision that they wanted my mother to be the one who raised us kids. So my mom stayed home. She gave up the idea of having a career and a life of her own. And she gave all that up and stayed home and she raised my brother and I. So my dad was really like, he was it, you know, he was the one that brought in everything that kept the household going. And as they got older into their forties and and almost to 50, my dad was not taking good care of himself. He was, he had a very, very physical job that uh, called him away from the home and, and he worked really physically hard and that's taxing on anyone's body. And as you start to get older, it's even more difficult, but he was eating a lot. He would get home from work and he would eat a lot. And he he gained a lot of weight. He was getting bigger and heavier and more and more unhealthy. You could look at his face and tell that he wasn't incredibly healthy. And my mother had made dinner one night and it was baked fish with a vegetable. She always made like a very well-rounded meal. She believed in a colorful plate. So she had like green beans and corn or green beans and hominy or something like that and baked fish that was beautiful. It was a beautiful baked cod. Well, my dad, he was raised in the country and his mother cooked one certain way and that was all they ever had. So when they ate fish, you better believe it was fried because he was raised in the South. And anything that you would do with a fish that doesn't have to do with a fryer is a literal abomination. My mother was thinking about my dad's health and welfare. She was thinking about him, you know, being there for her and not dying and not, she didn't want to lose her soulmate and she didn't want to lose the one man that stood between her and her kids in poverty, right? So my dad got home from work and he went off. He was hungry. He probably had a stressful day at work. He was, he got angry because the fish wasn't fried and they had a huge meltdown, explosion, fight. My mother's perspective was, was totally, it was embedded in the love she had for him and the fear of losing him. He didn't hear that. He was just hangry and he probably was stressed out from a rough day at work. And he just, you know, I I can't speak as much for his emotion as I can my mom because I knew exactly where my mom was coming from. So I urge you, if you're having any kind of altercation with your partner, 
try to dissect what's going on internally and deeply because I guarantee there are some big feelings underneath all of it. It may seem incredibly superficial and like it's it's not hard to figure out, it's not deep. But if you start to take it apart, odds are it is deep. And I I heard a quote once that nagging, when women nag, whether they nag their children, whether they nag their partner, nagging is all rooted in fear, fear and worry. So when you start to dissect these moments you're not proud of and you start to identify the underlying emotions and rather than lashing out at your partner or your children if you start identifying and explaining those emotions to them your relationships are going to change for the better you're going to stop being a screaming irrational person and you're going to start being a better communicator and they're going to view you differently because suddenly you're not this irrational screaming hysterical crazy person you're a person who's expressing deep love and concern for them and they may not like what you have to say they may still want to eat the fried fish but i think when they start to get some understanding for where you're coming from it's going to change things when you're yelling and screaming or when you lose control you might as well stop because the communication stops. When you get to that level and you've lost control, you're not going to be an effective communicator anyway. It's like you've lost control of the car, you're not going to continue to get where you want to go. The only way that you're going to continue to get where you want to go is to keep your senses about you so that you can stay on course, you can follow the map, and you can get there. I hope this helps you because it certainly helped me. It's made a huge difference in my life and I am I'm definitely not quote unquote healed or done or fixed. I'm a work in progress. But working on myself, identifying my feelings, taking them apart and taking control of how I react and identifying in myself when I'm ramping up. has really changed things and i also have used this for my children and i've helped them learn how to you know self regulate i I've, i've taught them or i've tried to begin to teach them how to handle all this also because if you don't know how to control yourself you certainly have no business expecting your kids to control themselves and when kids especially little little kids when they're lashing out and they're having a major behavior They're not being quote unquote bad kids. They're trying to communicate a huge emotion that they don't know what to do with. They're not trying to be hurtful, they're not trying to be bad, they're not trying to be mean. They're wrestling with an emotion that they can't even begin to understand and they don't know any other way to communicate it besides having this huge behavior. So, I hope that helps you in dealing with your kids and with with other people's kids like in the store. You know, we've all been in that place where you're in line and it's hot in the store and it's crowded and the cash register keeps breaking down and you're in line and you you basically feel like a hostage because there are people in front of you and behind you and it's way too tight and cramped and I know I start to ramp up in those situations and there's always that mom who looks completely frazzled and she's got dirty sweatpants and an oversized shirt and her hair's in a messy bun 
and she looks like she's about to cry and it never fails. Her kids are screaming. One of the kids is wanting everything. The other kid's just crying and hangry and needs a nap. And before you start judging, before you start feeling angry about those kids, stop for a minute and think, you're not happy in the situation you're in. You would do anything on the planet to get out of there, right? Think about how those kids feel. They have no power in that situation. They didn't choose to be in that store. They were taken there. And they don't know how to say, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm tired. Mom, I'm unhappy being here. All they know how to do is scream and yell and cry. Right? So, I hope this gives you a different perspective. I hope I hope that it, you know, inspires a paradigm shift. I know it certainly has for me. Um, and I hope that the podcast is meaningful and helpful for you. Um, I hope I don't seem too preachy. I just hope that I give you a different outlook. So until next time, friends, this is Jan signing off. Be sure to take care of yourself and also each other. Have a great day. You've been listening to Sit a Spell with Jen and Mel. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate our listeners. You, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And much thanks to our sponsors who make it possible for us to do what we love, which is chat with each other and share our thoughts with all of you. Until next time, we highly recommend that you eat cake, drink coffee, love your pets, and be kind to yourself and to others.